When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's sweltering on the set. Amidst the dozens of lights, cinematographers, cameramen, and other electricians, it's hard to catch a breath. Serge Gainsbourg doesn't conceal his discomfort. They've been shooting for hours. He asks to step outside, or rather, he permits himself to do so. He fears no one, knowing full well that without him, there would be no movie. Besides, he can't concentrate anymore. Beads of sweat trickle down his temples. If he doesn't leave the set, he might break everything. We're in June 1968 in Venice, on the set of the feature film Slogan, directed by Pierre Gramblat. It's a dramatic film that tells the story of an advertising director, played by Serge Gainsbourg who falls in love with a young Englishwoman while he's married and his wife is expecting a baby. This young Englishwoman is portrayed by a certain Jane Birkin, barely 22 years old. Enormous blue eyes illuminate an angelic face with a slightly upturned nose. Her light brown hair is adorned with a fringe that would become her signature. Her figure is slender, graceful and elegant. She had only appeared in one film two years earlier. She's quite shy, follows directions, smiles timidly, and struggles to look Serge Gainsbourg in the eyes. One must admit, he has an atypical face with his square jaw, dense eyebrows, and a gaze so piercing, bordering on threatening. Jane is also impressed by his audacity. She can't comprehend how someone could leave the set like that. You need to be pretty confident to dare to do that. One might think that Serge Gainsbourg being quite the ladies' man, immediately falls for Jane Birkin, who turns many heads during filming. But what if the reality between a young woman and a much older man isn't what you imagine? You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin, Episode 1, From Animosity to Affection. Jane Birkin was born on December the 14th, 1946, in Marylebone, a district in the centre of London, in the city of Westminster. Her mother is a theatre actress, and her father is a British Army officer. As the youngest in the family, she has two older brothers. Early on, she developed an interest in cinema and theatre, following in her mother's footsteps. She then took acting classes and flew to Paris at the age of 17. Her goal was clear. She was going to become an actress. It was that or nothing. Serge Gainsbourg, born Lucien Ginsberg, 
had a very different childhood. He was born 18 years earlier, on April 2, 1928, in Paris, to a pianist father and a dancer mother. Born to Russian Jewish parents who immigrated to France to escape anti-Semitic persecution, he quickly found himself in a dramatic environment. And it wasn't over yet. When World War II hit Europe, the whole family hid from the Nazis. Young Serge became increasingly tormented. So, he sought solace in music, starting with the piano, a passion passed down by his father before venturing into painting. Later, he enrolled at the École Nationale Supérieure des Arts Décoratifs de Paris, followed by the Beaux-Arts and the Academy of Montmartre, before prioritizing his first love after the war, music. This didn't stop him from enjoying acting in front of the cameras. So, he took on the role of an actor in dozens of films, starting with Would You Like to Dance With Me, directed by Michel Boiron, released in theatres in 1959. When the two artists meet, Serge Gainsbourg is 18 years older than Jane Birkin. She had just divorced the British composer John Barry, with whom she had a daughter, Kate Barry, at the age of 21. Serge, on the other hand, had already acted in dozens of films. He was recognized as a talented singer and a daring painter. Who is she compared to him? Not much. She admires him greatly as an artist, but above all, she's flattered to share the stage with him. If you want to continue supporting us, subscribe to Bababam Plus on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening. Or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast couldn't exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. But at this point, Jane hasn't fallen for him. She's not at all attracted to men who snub her. Serge is a great artist, no doubt, but she's no fool. He's condescending complains whenever a retake is needed, seems completely disconnected from his co-star. When he sees the young actress crying during an emotional scene, he doesn't think, oh, she's talented. On the contrary, he judges her. He finds her sensitivity unsettling, which he associates with a mixing of her personal life, according to Jane's confessions to Le Monde in 2017. Everything is a pretext for criticism. The atmosphere is heavy. Jane Birkin declares, still in the pages of Le Monde, I found him complicated, arrogant during filming. He showed no kindness towards me. He made me very uncomfortable. Serge, on the other hand, is very comfortable. The two actors are asked to portray two lovers madly in love with each other. Where are the passionate looks, the affectionate gestures? Nowhere to be seen. The director is constantly asking them to play the part, and the role sometimes becomes very explicit, too explicit. But Serge Gainsbourg doesn't seem shocked or bothered by anything. He doesn't seem charmed either. He doesn't care. Playing is playing. That's all there is to it. No room for emotions. Jane, on the other hand, is very, very uncomfortable. She not only has to play the lover, but also, and above all, the sensual young woman, flourishing in her femininity. A femininity that even involves a certain level of nudity, facing a much more reserved Serge. She testifies to Le Monde, I had to lean over him naked while he was in the bathtub, and he had swim trunks on. It was very difficult. In front of dozens of people on set, she grits her teeth. 
Her discomfort shows on her gentle face, but she remains professional. Fortunately, the film's director is there to save the day. He wants his actors to really get to know each other, and even more, to appreciate each other. He wants to salvage his film at all costs. Although things started off very, very badly, Pierre Grimblat organizes a dinner with the two actors. Boldly, he goes all in. He shows up for the rendezvous and then disappears so quickly that it's as if he never went there in the first place. Forced to face each other, Serge and Jane eventually establish a connection. Finally, it's in an elegant restaurant in the center of Venice that they meet. White tablecloths, flower bouquets, Pierre Grimblat chose the most romantic place in the city. Fortunately, the pair of actors is not bothered by this, especially after the bathtub scene. Forced to talk to each other, they start with small talk. And then the conversation turns to theater. Jane talks about her mother, an actress. Serge talks about the first show he went to see. Against all odds, they have a good time. Artistic complicity replaces the hostility of the first days of filming. After a few drinks, alcohol goes to Jane's head. A piano player passionately tinkers on the keys. The notes are joyful, festive. She wants to dance. Serge is not motivated at all. Despite loving the piano, he protests. Listening is one thing, but slow dancing? That's a bit much. Jane couldn't care less. Without giving him a choice, she pulls him onto the dance floor. With nothing left to lose, Serge goes along. He's surprised by so much audacity. Their bodies are close, real intimacy. It's not like on the set. Serge becomes almost endearing, despite his clumsiness. Jane Birkin nostalgically recounts to Le Monde, he stepped on my feet, divine. Suddenly, I understood that this arrogance was actually shyness. I grasped the complexity of his character. In the end, he was a sweetheart, funny, charming, considerate. Glass after glass, step after step, the duo starts laughing, getting physically closer. Once the final dance is over, Serge keeps his hands on the young woman's waist. He fell into the trap she unknowingly set for him. Jane, too, is on cloud nine. Love is near. With the first kiss exchanged that evening, it's sealed. Will they easily manage to balance their feelings and artistic collaboration? Or will they have to make a choice at the expense of Jane Birkin's young career? Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms. <laughs> <laughs>